Greetings again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of OSI Today, the podcast featuring news and views from around the Office of Special Investigations. I'm Wayne Amon from OSI Public Affairs, and in this edition, we continue our special series, My OSI Journey, which showcases the diversity and inclusion of our command-wide members. And today, I'm very pleased to be joined by retired OSI Special Agent and now Sheriff of Carson City, Nevada, Ken Furlong. Sheriff Furlong, welcome to the program. So glad you were able to join us. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Now, uh, the first thing I'd like to dive into uh, here is uh, uh, something that I found very interesting on your uh, uh, biography, which says that you were born and raised in Carson City, Nevada, graduated from Carson High School in 1975, and now uh, you're returning to your uh, hometown as the sheriff. Uh, how did that make you feel? Did you have any idea back in your, uh, your, your youth that you'd be returning as the sheriff? You know, I, I remember the day, everything about it, the day I thought to myself, I was six years old, standing in front of the house, I met the sheriff of Carson City, and uh, because my father was in law enforcement, and it, he was just larger than light, and I knew right then, this was what I wanted to be in life. Wow, wow, so he must have had uh, quite an influence on you at, at such a young age. They, they did. Um, law enforcement officers, everywhere I went to, they, they had a tremendous influence, um, and, and of course, I was a pain in the butt, too. But that, that goes along with being young. <laughs> well, you were a kid then. That's right. Uh, yes. Now, now, when and how exactly did you become interested in law enforcement and subsequently OSI? Now, you mentioned uh, as, a, as a youngster, uh, the folks in uniform had a, a profound impact on you. But was there anything in particular that this that told you this is really what I want to do? You know, uh, it it had always been an aspiration of mine, and and when I came out of high school and started a little bit of college, um, it I, I knew I was too young. I knew I didn't have the the experience. Um, I always wanted to work for this organization, um, but you know, I, I, I entered the Air Force at 20 years old. Obviously, too young to be a police officer in the uh, civilian community. Uh-huh. I didn't have that education. I didn't have any experience. So I, I really used that stepping stone uh, of, of the Air Force uh, to begin my career, if you will. I see. I see. And now, it took off from there. Right. Now, uh, I understand you began as uh, in security uh, police work. Is that correct? That is. Um, started off in security police work, um, put a major, major emphasis on the education. And, and I got to tell you, commanders all the way through my career have really, really supported um, uh, airmen uh, going out and, and uh, uh, broadening their experience and their educational uh, achievements. Uh-huh. Now, uh, when you, how did you become uh, affiliated with OSI? Now, uh, uh, I can uh, tell our listeners uh, that you had a very interesting experience, kind of a chance meeting, I guess, wasn't it, with uh, the commander, I guess, of the detachment at March Air Force Base in California that kind of yeah. turned you in the direction of OSI? It was a chance meeting. A friend of mine, we were going to lunch. He had to drop off some paperwork at OSI. And of course, I went in with him and sat in the lobby and the commander came out and he just struck up casual conversation with me. And and uh, all of that, that education and training and experience I had seemed to attract him. And he, he, he invited me for another meeting after that. It, it was totally by chance. Uh-huh. Wow, that uh, and I guess it was very fortuitous, not only for you, but uh, for the Air Force and OSI as well. Now, uh, how did uh, your OSI career begin? Now, you, you started at the academy like uh, many special agents, is that right? 
Yes, I did. Um, following the academy um, there in D.C., I uh, went back to March Air Force Base. I had orders um, uh, to go out to Seymour Johnson uh, in North Carolina. Um, I, I landed there, um, and, and as most people will say, you land on the ground running. <laughs> exactly. Now, uh, you've had uh, various uh, assignments uh, within OSI, and uh, in one of your bios, you mentioned that uh, uh, one of the uh, major assignments that uh, really kind of uh, solidified your time within OSI uh, uh, came in Germany. Is that right? Yeah, I, I was assigned to uh, an operations group at uh, Capone Air Base in Germany. Um, that was a fantastic opportunity uh, where we uh, were a group of folks that that were out there to assist other detachments, uh, mostly in the cases of, of major crimes and uh, narcotics investigations. Uh, but the unit um, really aspired to uh, a lot of other OSI um, uh, uh, techniques that uh, special. Uh, that I got exposed to, and and it was just a tremendous eye-opening uh, experience, um, and that has it plays off today as well. Um, looking at the uh, the specialties of uh, forensic sciences, um, uh, computer investigations, uh, counterintelligence operations, it everything just opened wide open. It, it provided for a, an awful lot of travel. I loved traveling all the way around Europe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and meeting and, and helping people uh, doing what they do. Wearing so many hats uh, within your OSI career, was there uh, one particular uh, skill set that uh, really uh, uh, caught your fancy, if, as it were? You know, I have, I've always loved major crimes. Uh, that's my forte. Uh, I love getting into the interview room, uh, uh, suspect interview, subject interviews. Um, it, it, it is just the most fulfilling challenge that I can that I can tell you. Um, it's one on one with somebody, and and you're getting them as the the trainers would tell you. You're getting them to expose themselves to something that they know is going to cause them harm. You have to get them to to admit and 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 bring forward a story that that um, uh, courts and and um, uh, prosecutors will use to to draw a conclusion. You mentioned the word challenge, Sheriff, uh, for long. Uh, were there any specific challenges you faced once you became a member of OSI? And uh, if so, uh, how did you overcome them? You know, uh, I, there weren't many challenges that that were not overcome uh, without the, the support of the peers and the commanders. I, I tell you, OSI is a very, very tight family group. And, and we look out after one another. We always did. Uh, we were there for one another. And, and so the challenges that came along the path, um, that, that uh, peer group, that, that uh, super, those supervisors, um, the, the commanders, they were always there to support you. And um, yeah, we make mistakes along the path or we get a little bit misdirected. But as a, as a family group together, it was easy to come back into line. I see. Very well said. Now, uh, was there any one individual uh, or maybe an event that inspired you to do your best in OSI? Now, you mentioned uh, leadership was very key in in your uh, maturation process, if you will, within the command. Uh, Would that uh, be a fair statement to say that uh, the leadership was uh, uh, really the the key as far as your inspiration to do well within the command? Yeah, the leadership was just unbelievable um i recall um a a uh, 
particular homicide case that I worked um, and and the leadership of of the installation of OSI was was all um, there. They were supportive, but they they knew exactly how to support me. And and I tell you uh, that meant more to me and plays into my daily life here as the sheriff than anything else. That, those leadership um, uh, positions are there to make your job successful, and and by God they do it. Wow, very very well said indeed. Now, what was the most gratifying part of your job with OSI? I know it's difficult, perhaps, to narrow it down to maybe one or two things, but uh, uh, in aggregate, could you uh, uh, tell us uh, what was the gratifying part about uh, you know uh, being part of the Office of Special Investigations? Oh Lord, there are so many things. So <laughs> <many. laughs> um, you know, um, coming out of the the Air Force, I, I ended up in an unexpected role with uh, parole and probation. Uh-huh. Um, OSI taught me how to deal with people one-on-one. And I'm telling you, that was so gratifying. Um, it was an unexpected. I, I loved working with teams. I loved working with groups. I, I did that all through my career. But working one-on-one with somebody, um, sometimes, you know, uh, and, and not too well of a circumstance for the other person, but those one-on-one encounters uh, it, not just within OSI, but uh, with units assigned to the bases, uh-huh. uh, they were so, so gratifying. I, I, I can't overstate it. I recall first working with many first sergeants, some of them becoming very, very good friends of mine. Right. Uh, it's, it, it's those one-on-one encounters that, that really give you that lifelong uh, feeling of achievement or accomplishment. Is it fair to say then that uh, your uh, time within OSI was a, uh, one of real interaction with people. It's a, it's a people oriented type of a, of a command that uh, uh, you need to uh, understand how those people skills work uh, to the betterment, uh, not only of, of like an interview, but, uh, but to the air force as well. Absolutely. Uh, those people skills are critical. And, and I, I learned again from uh, a little bit from the outside of OSI uh, that you have to take a step back in from your, your career or your job and really look at what you do to be able to define um, your talents or your strengths and weaknesses and, and how to go about your people skills are, are the upfront. And, and uh, as, as we always were challenged uh, your um, contacts, um, both um, uh, open and closed contacts that you keep as you go through your investigations, working narcotics or, or major crimes and such, um, those people skills get honed very, very well. Mm-hmm. And, and they're um, very useful um, further on down in your life with other careers. Now, uh, what what years uh, were you with OSI specifically? From what year to what year? I believe it was, <clears throat> you're testing, testing my memory. <laughs> uh, about 1989 to uh, 1998. Okay. So, uh, Within that time, if you could do it all over again, you know, with hindsight being 2020, is there anything you would change about your career with OSI? No, there is not. I I would suggest to you I was the most fortunate person in the Air Force. I worked for tremendous leaders. I worked for tremendous commanders. I worked around great teams. We became super friends, um, always there for one another. OSI provided me with a wealth or, or, or a, uh, 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 so many different experiences 
um, that it was just amazing. Um, there is nothing I would change. And I have said that uh, all the way back while I was in OSI. This was not, uh, staying in the Air Force for 20 years was not a an original plan of mine. Uh-huh. As I said, I, I intended to come back here, but it just fulfilled me so much that uh Getting out was not an option. This was a fantastic organization. Uh, so many things, uh, so many offshoots that you could go to. You can specialize in, in your uh, uh, assignments, such as uh, polygraph or co- uh, computer forensic sciences. Um, both of those were, were offered to me. But that fulfillment came in major crimes. I I wanted to be the guy that the commander came to and said, here, I got a complicated one. Go to go do this. That must have made you feel uh, tremendous to know that he placed so much uh, uh, positive uh, confidence in your abilities to uh, produce. It did. It, it really did. And and as I sit here um, now, the sheriff for some time now, I see that character in many of my investigators. Um, everybody has a niche, if you will, in life, something that gives them a, that fulfillment. And and I really do relate to those investigators that, that they want to be the guy that gets the hard case. There you go. Now, uh, I'm going to uh, you alluded to uh, uh, the, the length of time that uh, you've been spending as a sheriff there in Carson City, Nevada. Uh, we originally got your story from a, a former commander of yours uh, at uh, Debt 206 at Nellis, uh, Bill Stevens, when uh, you were the superintendent and he was the commander of that detachment. And he said uh, he did a little research and he learned that you, Ken Furlong, uh, is the second longest serving sheriff in Carson City, Nevada and the Associated County. Uh, the, and you're the 26th sheriff to serve uh, in that post since 1861. Uh but in such a uh, as as a second longest serving sheriff in Carson City, Nevada, uh, and I think you alluded to it before. What have you taken from OSI and applied it to being a sheriff that's uh, served you so well as far as your longevity? Oh, I, I, I tell you what, um, it's people, it's connections, it's being respectful of of, of other people's opinions, um, it's um, uh, it's keeping your organization going forward, as I put it, staying in front of the wave, stay in front of the tsunami, uh, because uh, the events that take place, you know, in our jurisdictions or across the country, uh, in OSI or outside, they can overwhelm you. And, and so having an organization that is prepared to take on any, any tasking whatsoever, uh, any type of a crime, and, and working with other organizations very, very closely without a, a, um, uh, a, a need to pat yourself on the back. We're all in this together. Right, and right. OSI really taught me that because we work with so many other entities, uh, the FBI, ATF, um, and so on and so forth. Um, working across that, that board, um, uh, across jurisdictional boundaries, um, working together as teams, that's what OSI brought me, and that's what I use every single day here. Um, we want to always be in front of the technology. We want to always be in front of the intelligence. We want to always be uh, capable of creating strategic plans that are going to satisfy the public. Now, that leads me uh, nicely, I think, into my next question. 
uh, as someone who worked in OSI for, for many years and, and now uh, look if on the outside looking in, what direction do you envision OSI going into the future? You mentioned things like technology uh, and all the things associated with that. Uh, that must be a, a big part of uh, uh, the way forward, I would imagine. I, I think so. Um, as I was ending my career uh, after 20 years, uh, OSI was making a lot of, uh, of changes um, that uh, the, the flexibility of, of addressing uh, the worldwide events. Um, uh, obviously, we had the Gulf Wars and such going on. Um, and, and OSI was always prepared to take that next step uh, into their, their operations and contribute back to the Air Force what they could. Um, I, that is an essential piece of our of our strategies. You have to be prepared for the unexpected. OSI did it very well. OSI continues to do it very well. I've been out of the picture now for for you know over over twenty years, but I see that as a continuing strategy of OSI, always staying out in front and being prepared. One thing that's really uh, gotten uh, a lot of play lately, uh, last few years, is uh, diversity and inclusion. Uh, when you were within OSI, how did you see diversity and inclusion uh, be a, 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 a building block to the success of the command? You know, um, it's, it's, it's challenging. I came from a small town, obviously, way back then. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, not much travel growing up. Um, the Air Force um, opened my eyes to inclusion and diversity. Um, it was a wonderful way of life. Um, we, we want to attract people in um, based on their talents. Um, and and uh, it, it really, it, it helped me grow, but it also helps the, um, the Air Force and OSI grow as well. I see. Now, you uh, alluded to something just a second ago uh, as far as drawing people into the organization. Let's put your recruiting hat on for a second here, Sheriff. What advice would you give someone who would like to join the Office of Special Investigations? Um, it, it, that's a pretty simple one, and, and it's a basic philosophy of mine. I, I do it every day here. Uh, you, you encourage young people uh, education, training, and experience. And I cannot overemphasize education. Uh, you must apply yourself um, to, to the universities, the colleges, um, because really uh, what surprised me in, in my career was the opportunities that opened up, the doors that I didn't know existed as my education uh, accomplishments were achieved. Uh, I just had no idea. Yes, I was getting the training from the Air Force. I was getting the experience. I was growing. But those education, uh, educational accomplishments really opened doors that I had no idea existed before. I see. I guess, uh, uh, you know, experience is a great teacher. Uh, and I guess you would subscribe to something like that. Is that right? That's right. It, it, it's an amazing teacher. Yes. Now, is there anything else you'd like to add, Sheriff, before we uh, wrap things up? You know, uh, I've looked back at my career, and and one would say it's been somewhat successful. Um, I've, I've achieved my lifelong goals. Um, I, I intend on uh, being the sheriff again and, and surpassing uh, the one gentleman who's been a little bit longer than me, only by two years. Um, <laughs> um, I I look back at my career and I, and I consider myself to be a very, very fortunate young man. Um, 
I've been able to bring my family with me um, around the world. Uh, I've been, been able to experience things that I never knew I would be able to and, and achieve those personal goals that, that, uh, uh, that have just been so wonderful in life. Uh, OSI and the security police organizations uh, really, really did myself and my family very well, and we could not be more thankful for that. Well said, Sheriff. Very well said. Our guest has been retired OSI Special Agent and now Sheriff of Carson City, Nevada, Ken Furlong. Sheriff, thanks again so much for taking the time to be with us. It was a a treat to talk to you. Thank you so much, Wayne. I appreciate it. And thanks to all of you listening for tuning in. For OSI Today, my OSI journey, I'm Wayne Amon saying so long for now.